Welcome, everybody, to the Snap Podcast. My name is Tyler Kluver, and let's consider this a personal audio journal of mine. A lot of rambling, a lot of random stuff, anything relevant in my personal life that has to do with health, fitness, diet, business, being an entrepreneur, and simply trying to unlock the avenues of personal growth that help me find the most happy, fulfilling, and free life that I can live. I hope that you guys can take something away from the show and maybe find some entertainment in it as well. Thank you so much for listening and uh, let's get to it. All right, here we go again. This is episode recording number two for the day. As you guys heard last week, one week ago, and I know I can say that because when you work ahead, things are more predictable. What a what a shocking development. Uh, one week ago, on December 14th, Wednesday, December 14th, you heard about uh, the fact that I am going to be a dad soon. And by the time you're listening to this episode on Wednesday, December 21st, I am a dad. And that's cool. I'm doing great. We're kicking ass. Parenting is easy. And I can only say that because I'm talking about it from uh, in a future tense. So in reality, right now, as you listen to this, I'm probably a little tired uh, and I'm probably in a whirlwind of trying to figure out fatherhood, but I'll take it. It's a really, really cool thing. We talked about that last week. Check out that episode. If you haven't today, we find ourselves just four days away from the big holiday of the year. My favorite holiday of the year, personally, Christmas. I'm a big Christmas guy. And of course, we are also in the process wrapping up the year as a whole. There's a lot of sort of tying the knot, sealing the box off on 2022 and shipping it out. Um, We basically have a full product. Hopefully your 2022 was good. This is a time where people start to reflect. People have time off of work. People are crunching deadlines to get everything in by the holidays because once the holidays hit, most people are off certainly for Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Um, This year, unfortunately, I think those both fall on the weekend, right? So for the people who – so for the people (laughs) – the people who actually have to work at a building, um, that's not a a slight by any means, but – For the people who have jobs where they punch a clock or they have to work at a place, normal hours, nine to five during the week, I believe, see, today's the 21st, 22nd, 23rd. Yeah, the 24th and 25th are Saturday, Sunday. So those are just weekend days anyway. I don't know if you guys get like the 22nd off. Do you get the 26th off the Monday? This is the worst case scenario for people who want time off because the Christmas Eve and Christmas fall on the weekend days. Um, Regardless, we're four days away from that. Once you hit the holiday, who's working right now anyway, right? Once you finally cram everything in, who's actually working and getting stuff done? Not a lot of people. You're going to come back from Christmas break next week on the 26th and you have 26, 27, 28, 29, 30. And then, wow, and then the 31st is Christmas Eve and New Year's Day. This is the worst year 
for people because you don't get those days off either. It's just, again, the, the, the weekend. Sorry about that. But that week is going to be super unproductive next week. There's probably office parties going on. There's It's sort of like that first day in a new college class, right? The very first day is syllabus day, or sometimes they call it syllabus week. First day of the class, you come in, you sit down. Teacher gives you a complete rundown of, hey, this is how this semester is going to go. Here's what you can expect. Here's the syllabus we're going to run over. Here's how you get all your – that's the same thing that's going on in, in, in all the businesses right now, except for it's sort of on the back end. You're kind of cleaning things up, putting a bow on it, if you will, for this holiday season. So this year's pretty much over. And there's probably a feeling of a slide that started to happen relative to health and fitness, right? Maybe how you've been consuming food, maybe how you've been active with your exercise and your movement over the past month or so. Um, because about a month ago, almost, was Thanksgiving. And we start this sort of one month, 40, 45 day period at the end of the year where we as a society, it gets colder in some places, right? Unless you're in like LA or on the coast somewhere, but it gets colder. Sun goes down a little bit earlier. Yawn a lot of bit earlier if you're in Iowa, freaking 445 and it's pitch dark here. Um, pitch black. And activity starts to go down a little bit. We're hanging out inside. We're in comfy clothes. We're hanging on the couch. It's harder. Even I feel it too. I feel the exact same thing. And me, partially because I'm injured uh, and can't work out like I'd like to right now. But even I feel a decreased motivation, right? That sunlight that I've talked about in past episodes, that vitamin D, the um, endorphins that you feel uh, when you hit, when sunlight hits you, the circadian rhythm effects, all of that starts to go down a little bit. Seasonal depression, motivation tanks. It's hard to work out. It's hard to stay motivated around this time of year, especially when you're traveling. You're going places, maybe out of state to see family for multiple days, multiple weekends to celebrate the holidays. You're cramming everything in shopping-wise because you're trying to get gifts for all the people in your life. We're busy people. We're, we are a busy species. We do it to ourselves. And the health and fitness takes a little bit of a hit, right? So that's where we're at right now. The best part is, and I tell this to my clients all the time, and we're going to talk about three things that I love to refocus my clients on during this time of year, is at any point in your life, any second of any day, you have the ability to refocus your mind actively, consciously, regather yourself and re-engage on a certain practice or routine or habit or goal that you have and directly set yourself into a, a, a positive direction, taking positive steps towards that. No matter if the last day or the last two weeks, the last four weeks, the last six months were negative steps in the wrong direction, you can immediately change course. You have the decision making power and the ability to make those decisions at any time to go wherever you want to go. It's a powerful thing. And so let's do that. Let's work towards a healthier end of the year. I know many of you, and we're going to talk about it here, many of you are going to, as the new year rolls around, and that January 1st on Sunday, right? Okay, it's a new year, especially when it hits, a, hits on a Sunday or a Monday. Okay, it's a new year, new me. 
right, this is the year I'm going to get in my fitness routine. This is the year I'm going to start eating healthier. I'm going to go on a diet. I'm going to cut out sugar. I'm going to start doing push-ups and pull-ups every day, whatever it may be, right? The stats say that one in five people, one in five, that's a lot when you consider the entirety of humanity. One in five people will at least in their head have thoughts or tell themselves that they are going to make a fitness or nutrition-related resolution. One in five people, 20% of people will make a fitness or nutrition-related resolution to be better in the new year. And 80% of that one in five, so if we're, if we're working out of 1,000, right? 200 of those 1,000 people will make a resolution based on health and fitness and nutrition. 80% of that 200, 160 people out of that 200 people will fail and already be off course by February on that resolution. Those are the facts. Don't be that person. And I'm sure that you've been that person before. I've been that person before on certain resolutions that I did not prioritize, right? Um, specifically, I know that for the past couple of years, my goal has been to read a book, one book every month. So I guess when you're talking February, you better have read at least one book through January or else you failed. I've done that, but by the time, let's see, February, March, April, by the time April has rolled around the last two or three years, I'm starting to already fall behind. And by the end of the year, I think the last three years, I maybe have read six or seven books in the year, right? And that's maybe not important to you. you uh, I'm not even saying that reading is important for anybody. I think in today's age, you can listen to podcasts or watch YouTube videos, get the same information, but... I decided that it was a resolution, something that I cared about, something I saw as important, and I didn't follow through on it. So why don't we do that? We have to prioritize what we care about and what's important to us. Clearly, reading was not important enough to me. And maybe that's okay with reading, but it's not okay with our health. Over this last 40, 45 days of the year, another stat to throw at you. The average person will gain between three and five pounds. And that's a bit of an aggregate, more so what I know from coaching and dealing with people, but also some aggregate information of multiple articles. I see a lot of people, you can find articles that say, oh, the average person gains seven to 12 pounds. There's other articles that are saying, well, the average person actually only gains about a pound or two. I think it's somewhere in the middle. I think somewhere around three to five pounds in those last 45 days. That's a lot. It may not sound like a lot, but that is a lot. That is like sticking eight sticks of butter to your body in a month. And now that's just what you're walking around with or 12 sticks of butter, right? And that's probably just body fat for the most part because we start around Thanksgiving. We, again, the activity goes down, the food in, uh, input into our mouth goes up, calories go up, and that's when we start to put on a little winter weight, right? And we don't have to do that. I meant to do this episode around Thanksgiving. We didn't get to it, so we're getting to it now. So let's talk about it. Here are my three Christmas tips for fitness and nutrition. And these work for really any holiday, like I said before. Three Christmas tips 
for fitness and nutrition. One, start your days with exercise. Start your days with exercise. Or if you can't start with exercise, start with a healthy habit. The simplest one for me is I like to wake up and immediately get 8 to 12 ounces of water. 8 to 12 ounces of water. It seems simple. It seems uh, sort of just low-key and not that important. However, we are creatures of habit and creatures of rhythm. And what do I mean by rhythm? I mean that if we start the day with a healthy habit, we are more likely to then make a healthy choice for our next decision. And if we start with two, then we're more likely to start with three because we feel like internally, subconsciously, today's off to a great day. You want to keep that rhythm, that momentum going, right? But how many times have you started the day off and not drank 12 ounces of water? You didn't make your bed. You decided to get probably an unhealthy choice for breakfast. And then something at work didn't go the right way. And then lunch was bad. And now by the end of the day, what is your motivation to, because we see our days as 24-hour periods, as a person who is being run by a lot of subconscious thoughts and motivations, what is that motivation to now make a healthy choice at dinner or work out at night when, well, the rest of the day was shitty anyway? We've all been there. And it's a trick that our mind plays on us because every decision counts. We don't just count the days if they were good or bad or okay. Every decision counts as one for one. So start your days going one for one, two for two, and you're more than likely to choose healthier, better decisions the rest of the day. The easy example is, of this is wake up, go back to my EMOM episode, why EMOMs are the best workouts, and you can do bodyweight EMOMs. I'm telling you the easiest one is just squats, burpees, and push-ups. Add sit-ups or V-ups in there too if you want. You can hit your legs, your arms, your cardio, and your abs in four movements and do a factor of four EMOM workout and start your day off with that. Easy, right? Here you go. Here's your Christmas morning workout. You can be that guy. Christmas morning workout. 20-minute EMOM. Minute one, 10 push-ups or 15, or 20, whatever your ability is. Minute two, 15 squats. Minute three, eight burpees, or 10 burpees. Minute four, 15 sit-ups. Minute five, you're back to the push-ups. Squats, burpees, sit-ups, push-ups, squats, burpees, sit-ups. 20 minutes would, you get, would give you five rounds of each. 40 minutes would give you 10 rounds of each. Go for as long as you can, or as long as you want, whatever feels good, whatever, whatever you have time for. You're going to get a sweat in. You're going to feel those endorphins. You've started the day off on the right foot, one for one, put the work in. Now when you go to eat breakfast, everybody else is starting to wake up in the house, right? You go to eat breakfast, you're probably going to make that healthy decision. Why ruin that workout? That's how you're going to feel, even though that's not how it works. Now, and you know, and, and everything compounds. Now you've got your workout in, a nice healthy breakfast. Lunch is probably going to be good as well. You're going to stay up on your hydration. You're going to continue to move around, maybe stretch out the rest of that day, have a nice dinner. You're going to stay away from too many sweets because, again, you don't want to ruin that day. Start your day with a healthy habit. Number two, 
eat less around the big meals, around the family gatherings, right? So for instance, most of us are going to have one meal that is clearly designated as the Christmas meal or the get-together meal, right? For me, on a normal year, when I'm not having a kid, on Christmas Eve Eve, we would go, so the 23rd every year, we would go back to Marshalltown, where I'm from, and we would have our Christmas meal, our Christmas dinner, on the 23rd that night. So for me, I know that the day of the 23rd, I'm going to pull back a little bit. Breakfast is going to be a little bit leaner, both in volume and actual macronutrient density, right? So is lunch. I'm going to have less overall calories in the meals leading up to the big meal. And those calories I do have are going to be protein focused. So for me, when breakfast normally looks like a uh, four eggs and a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, I would probably have four eggs and a serving of cottage cheese or four eggs and half of a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, right? I'm going to cut the carbs and fats down in that sandwich by just eating half. Lunch could be, um, you know, my average lunch, right? A bowl, uh, a bowl of turkey, ground turkey and rice. And I might back off on the rice by 30 or 50%, right? To cut down on another two or 400 calories. Now I've eaten somewhere between, oh, call it 30% less than I normally have. I've saved a little bit of calories. Most of it's been protein to help with the workout that I did that morning. And now when I go to eat that dinner, which inevitably I know there will be some cookies or some treats afterwards, maybe a nice glass of eggnog. I love me some eggnog. Now I know that I've saved a few calories and that's balanced out. That's helped to level the total daily caloric intake out by just a little bit. Eat less around your big meals, right? In some instances, if it falls on the right day and I know that I'm going to have a huge meal, I'll skip breakfast, skip breakfast entirely, right? And then eat that leaner style lunch and then eat the, there have been days where I've skipped both breakfast and lunch. And now being a disciplined person, I know, okay, I'm going to be pretty damn hungry by the time we get to dinner, but I'm going to eat dinner like normal. I'm not going to be a pig. I know that it probably won't be as full as usual. I'll have a few more calories. And now because I haven't eaten lunch or breakfast that day, I probably have a few calories left to spare. Now I can throw in a dessert or a couple desserts, couple cookies. And if you look at the total tally for the day, I'm still under my daily caloric intake. And I didn't overextend at all, right? And then if you have to, if you go over, Maybe the next day after the big meal, you do the same thing. Another lean breakfast, another lean lunch, get back to normal around dinner the next day. And again, working out, this isn't one of the tips, but working out through the holidays, especially when you have extra time, you have time off work, there's less to worry about. Just do a little 20, 30 minute bodyweight workout. You will feel so, so good. And then um, number three, and this is sort of overarching, Eating less around the meals is sort of this in a nutshell. Um, it, it's have a plan, 
and I and when I say have a plan, it speaks more to the in, the actual big meal that you're going to eat or how you deal with the sweets. And this is getting nuanced. This is getting into the details, but specifically around Thanksgiving, um, more so, but Christmas too. Thanksgiving, the big meals where there's a bunch of rolls and an unlimited pot of mashed potatoes, an unlimited dish of mac and cheese, unlimited amounts of turkey and ham. You basically know what you're going to be in for, right? You know which dishes, which family members are bringing which dishes, which desserts are going to be there. These holiday meals, nobody makes too little. There's always going to be too much. There's always going to be something that someone's trying to send you home with. So you're not going to run out. So the issue is, when do you cut yourself off? And in this sense, this is where I implement the have a plan strategy. My easiest example of this is Texas Roadhouse, and it's the most relatable for most people. Texas Roadhouse has the most delectable rolls for free before your food comes with that creamy cinnamon butter. I could eat 12 of them every time I eat at the Roadhouse. However, I implement a plan, a meal plan, and I tell myself, depending on what I've had that day, how I've been eating around you know, maybe the three days prior to that, that week, where I am with my workouts, have I, have I sort of earned a bigger meal or not? Does my body need a bunch more calories to recover from a big workout? Whatever this, the situation might be that time that I go, I tell myself today at Roadhouse, I get three rolls. The most I'd ever tell myself if it was a huge workout day and I hadn't eaten much, I'd say, I'm giving myself five rolls tonight. That's it. In a similar fashion, you can do that with any food, any dessert. I'm only going to eat one of these. I'm only going to eat a handful of these. I'm only going to give myself this portion of this food. When you determine that ahead of time, you predetermine it. You set an accountability limit for yourself. You are now more than likely to follow and come through on that then if you didn't set a plan, you didn't set a limit for yourself, and you just sort of let your stomach and brain figure it out on the go. Because now when you set a limit, you tell yourself, I'm only going to eat three rolls, and you eat that third roll, you know it's your last one. Of course, you still have the ability to grab the fourth one, but you're now going to feel guilty. You're going to feel bad and like you failed yourself because of that plan, and we are much more likely to follow a plan if we set one in the first place. So try that out with the food that you eat in the big meal. Those are my three tips. A final one, and this is sort of a bonus tip, is it's important to know that the holidays, that one meal, maybe that one day when that meal falls on, that is a natural overextension period. And if you are following the other 360 days of the year that aren't big holiday meals. If you are following a plan, you are disciplined, you are doing what you're supposed to, eating the correct calories, getting your protein intake, being healthy, working out. It is okay to overeat, overextend on the holidays. Enjoy the company, enjoy the good food, the sweets, the treats. Five days of what I call overextension is not going to ruin your entire life or your year. You might feel a little different after that meal, but more than likely, how you look, your physique, your appearance, how much weight you're, you hold, 
your muscles, all of that is not going to be affected by the five days a year if you're living the other 360 days the way that you should. So enjoy the holidays. Enjoy the good food. Use those tips to navigate it if you have to. But otherwise, have a happy holidays. I'm probably cleaning a shitty diaper up right now. That's my present this year. Congrats to me. I hope you guys enjoy the end of the year. Hopefully it's a time to refocus, maybe set some of those goals for the new year. If you're looking for a challenge, something to hammer you down, lock you into a routine, drop some bad habits, pick up some good habits. I'm running a challenge. The Just Win Today Challenge starts January 22nd. It is for anybody who wants to establish good health and fitness routine. It could be a weight loss challenge or it could be a muscle gain challenge. And the way that that sort of alters itself is the custom calories that I actually give you when you sign up. If you're interested, DM me or go to my website, tylerkluver.com, and you can find the Just Win Today Challenge. Glad you guys listened to this episode of the Snap Podcast. Those are your three tips plus a bonus tip for the holiday season and Christmas. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. You'll hear one more podcast before the New Year, but you get it. All right. Bye now.